This episode is sponsored by Thrive Market. I can't even begin to tell you how life-changing Thrive Market is. If you've never heard of it, it's an online marketplace that sells all of the top organic, healthy, and high-quality products at wholesale prices. That's 25 to 50% off normal grocery store prices, and they ship right to your door. They literally have all of the products that I used to buy at the supermarket that I would feel so guilty about after because they were so expensive. So Thrive has thousands of products ranging from food to beauty to home to vitamins and supplements to pet supplies and so much more. I mean, the list really goes on and on and on. I like to think of it as kind of a combination of an online Whole Foods and Amazon. However, it's obviously all discounted. So you save money every time you shop. You might be wondering, how is this possible? What Thrive Market does is that they cut out the middleman and work directly with the brand themselves, allowing them to eliminate that crazy retail markup. When you become a member of Thrive, you pay $60 a year, but just to put that into perspective, you save about $30 on every order, so the membership fee essentially pays for itself after about the first two orders, and from then on, you can save up to thousands of dollars a year. Thrive Market is also so user-friendly and makes it super easy to shop. Every product is tagged by over 90 different values, so you can sort the entire website by categories such as non-GMO, organic, vegan, gluten-free, paleo, sustainably farmed, etc. I'm telling you, Thrive Market is going to become your new online obsession. So if you go to the show notes of this episode, you will see a Thrive Market link, which will give you an additional 25% off your first order, and you can see for yourself how amazing Thrive is and how much money you really do save using it. Make sure for your first order that you do not go directly to thrivemarket.com and that you instead click on the link in the show notes of this episode to ensure that you save that additional 25% off. Welcome to the Women's Pelvic Pain Podcast, your ultimate source of uncensored information on women's pelvic health. In this podcast, you will hear from health practitioners, holistic healers, nutrition experts, and fitness gurus, in addition to people who have or had suffered from chronic pelvic pain, in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about pelvic floor disorders. I'm here to share with you what I've learned in my seven and counting years of personal experience with chronic pelvic pain. Approximately one-third of women suffer from pelvic pain. It's an unspoken epidemic. So many of us have it, yet no one talks about it. However, the mission of this podcast is to break the pelvic pain silence. The conversations are intimate, raw, and completely unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. With education, patience, and the proper tools and techniques, pelvic pain can be overcome. Today, I'm here with Erica Azaretto. She's a pelvic floor physical therapist who I've been seeing for a while since I started going to pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, and we are going to talk about male pelvic pain today. Um, many men have pelvic pain and it's not very frequently talked about. So we thought that it would be a good idea to spread some awareness and education on men and not just women. 
Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Erica. Um, this is our third podcast together. Yeah, that's so exciting. I know. I feel it's... like you're on like every other episode. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> on this rainy Monday, <laughs> I have my uh, three-week-old and a little Literally wrap on my chest baby right ever. now. <laughs> so he doesn't cry uh, during this this episode. But um, yeah, I think the, the male pelvic pain topic is super important. Um, and we were just talking about this, that... The percentage of women that have pelvic pain was like one third of women or something. Yeah, right? you I found think about that. that yeah, and then we were talking about men and men. I mean, there's like ten to fifteen percent that of the male pelvic population male population that has prostatitis, mm-hmm. which is a form of pelvic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a lot too. Yeah. So why do you think? Or I don't know if you can answer this question, but do you have any idea why women? more women have pelvic pain than men you know i think more women might have pelvic pain because we are more susceptible to pelvic you know diagnoses like for instance endometriosis which you've talked about in depth here and um you know childbirth yeah um but anyone susceptible to pelvic pain that has abdominal surgery right um you know has a bladder and has a bowel function so i mean that's why it's in men too yeah right it's the same muscle groups mm-hmm. so um so you as you just said that prostatitis kind of comes hand in hand with male pelvic pain what is prostatitis so prostatitis is inflammation in the prostate organ mm-hmm. so the prostate organ is in men and it's you if you're looking at like a male anatomy you have the bladder and then the prostate comes down below the bladder and then the urethra comes out to mm-hmm. the penis um, the prostate helps secrete fluids to make semen um, and helps like de takes away the acid in the urethra to allow sperm to be alive during ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes with the prostate, it becomes inflamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three types of prostatitis. You have one type that's like acute prostatitis where there's actually an infection mm-hmm. coming from the bladder or the kidneys that's going into the prostate and it becomes inflamed. Right. Um, and then they're treated with antibiotics and it goes away. Then you have chronic prostatitis where you have to treat it with a couple of rounds of antibiotics mm-hmm. before it goes away. And then if none of that works, then there's chronic pelvic pain or like uh, non-bacterial prostatitis, is that what they call it? Where your prostate is somewhat inflamed, but it's really could be caused, your symptoms could be caused by pelvic floor dysfunction. Uh Um, And that's what we see, the third type. Uh, And the symptoms that that presents as is basically like, you know, urinary frequency or pain with urination, mm-hmm. difficulty releasing a stream of urine. It could be a lot of urinary symptoms, uh-huh. but it could also be pelvic pain symptoms. Uh-huh. And it will show up in bladder dysfunction. It will show up in the bladder and it will also show up in um, sexual function. So that would be, like, that's how most male pelvic pain presents itself? Yeah, I mean, mo- most male pelvic pain presents it that's how chronic prostatitis presents oh okay, itself. okay. chronic not in bacterial prostatitis presents itself right. um with general pelvic pain and men if it's not from that and it's from something else mm-hmm. it could present itself as like um any sort of like sexual symptoms like pain with ejaculation mm-hmm. pain post ejaculation pain with erection erectile dysfunctions premature ejaculation that could all be like in the realm of 
pelvic pain in men, but also general pelvic pain in the region, right? right? Um, pain with urination, pain with bowel movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also men will have, a lot of times we see a symptom of burning, testicular burning. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like burning along the penis shaft or pain along the penis shaft, tip of the penis, um, and sits bones pain. So like your butt bones, there could be pain around those bones. Interesting. Yeah. Which women, a lot of women have, like have that too. Yeah. yeah. So it's very similar to women, except men will have more testicular pain symptoms, obviously. Yeah. They'll have sexual symptoms that show up by erection and ejaculation. Uh-huh. Um, but all the same like urinary symptoms and all the same bowel symptoms as, as women as well. How many of your patients are men? Um, so... We, we say like 30 to 40 percent depending on which is a lot yeah it's a lot so definitely 30 percent sometimes uh-huh. it's 40 it varies sometimes the days i'll have like more men than women right um but we definitely have more than you would think and what's the age range usually um like is it range, mostly older men or younger no, men too you know what we see generally younger patients in yeah. our clinic but in the realm of you know male pelvic pain probably some clinics see older if they see more right. medicare patients right um if they're like uh with prostate cancer uh-huh. um you you'll see a lot older patients but for our pelvic pain population and mm-hmm. prostatitis we'll we will definitely see in like 20s 30s 40s yeah i remember when i was in like when i would come into the the your physical therapy office and there would be a lot of young there's like, young guys, guys my age yeah. in the waiting room yeah yep so, de- I mean, definitely 20s and 30s is the most. So, what are some of the most common things that cause pelvic pain in men? So, some of the most common causes of pelvic pain in men. So, the cro- prostatitis, the third uh-huh. type prostatitis that we talked about, non-bacterial prostatitis. Definitely, that's like the biggest thing that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's diagnosed by urologists. And, right. you know, they're not treating it. Or, you know, none of the antibiotics are working or none of their treatments are working. Then they'll send them in for pelvic floor PT. Mm-hmm. But... Other things that can cause male pelvic, pelvic, male... Wait, so prostatitis is just... Well, bacterial is caused by an infection. By infection. Non-bacterial is they're they're treating it as an infection. Uh It's coming out negative when they test it for an infection. Uh And then they're saying, okay, then it must be pelvic floor dysfunction because your prostate's clear. Okay. And so men can get an infection in their prostate from like similar ways that women can Mm -hmm. through sex or UTI or whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay. From bacteria. It. Right. Yep. Okay. So then other triggers that cause pelvic pain besides for an infection or not for, so, so, okay. Yeah. Some, so we'll say like prostatitis, right? Uh-huh. The prostatitis itself, when it's actually, uh, it actually is an infection can cause pelvic pain. Uh-huh. When they're sent for pelvic floor PT, it's usually not, there's no infection. Uh-huh. Okay. When... Which was, like, my case, uh, even is, though, I'm, yes. obviously, I'm not a man, but... Retreating for your bladder. But I had all of these right. infections, and then even when the infections cleared up, I still had the symptoms. Exactly, and that's the uh-huh. same thing as right. with the prostatitis. Okay, so then also it could be from hip dysfunction. So okay. if men have issues with their hips, like a labral tear mm-hmm. or arthritis, when your hip is out of whack, the pelvic floor muscles kick in and they overwork mm-hmm. to compensate so that could also cause pelvic pain right same as in women right okay then you have something you have constipation mm-hmm. or bowel dysfunction where you have too much diarrhea or 
or too much constipation, the pelvic floor is overworked, again, they'll mm-hmm. have pelvic pain. Okay, then it could be back or tailbone injury can cause it. So like any sort of back injury, if it's a low back injury and it's going in the lower lumbar or sacral nerves, mm-hmm. um, it could cause, that's all related to pelvic floor. Yeah. So that could cause pelvic floor issues. Um, a tailbone injury, falling on your tailbone, right. could also cause it. Uh-huh. Um, and a big thing with men that we see more than women, but we see it in women, but not mm-hmm. as much, is hernias. So like an mm-hmm. inguinal hernia or a sports hernia, which is near their pubic bone more. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times if there is a hernia in the abdominal wall, like almost like a hole in the muscle, the nerves that are going through the abdominal wall can get super irritated. Mm-hmm. It can cause a lot of pelvic floor dysfunction. Okay, or pelvic floor, it could refer and give pelvic floor pain. Mm-hmm. It also is causing abdominal weakness and the pelvic floor kicks in a lot. Interesting. To stabilize and could also cause pelvic pain. So. Next week, I'm going to have a friend of mine on the podcast who's a guy who's had pelvic pain for many years. And I told you briefly before we started, but he ha- he fell and right. he had hernias. I'm not sure if it was from the fall or, or just or it was already a separate there. issue. Yeah. Right. But I guess those two things combined were what triggered his pelvic pain. 100%. And we yeah. see like, we'll either see like, we'll be treating something, treating something, treating someone. They're getting better without 100%. We're like, okay, let's get you checked for a hernia. Let's mm-hmm. see if maybe there's a hernia going on that you need to get fixed or yeah. something that we could focus on different. Um, and usually, like a lot of the times, there are hernias related. Uh-huh. So um, it's definitely, definitely something you want to look for in all male patients. Um, and also, like, if they have bad lifting habits, so say you have someone that's going to CrossFit all the time, they have really bad lifting habits, that could cause a hernia if mm-hmm. they're holding their breath with heavy weights. Right. And that could also cause pelvic dysfunction. Right. Um, also, like, uh, masturbation and sexual habits in mm-hmm. men could cause some pelvic pain. So if they're, if they're masturbating a lot or they're masturbating when they aren't erect or they're holding off ejaculation, uh-huh. all these things can cause pelvic pain. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So with women, obviously I'm I'm more familiar with, right. with women's pelvic pain issues, but I know that with women, usually they go undiagnosed for a, a pretty long time before doctors tell them it's pelvic pain. Is it the same with men? Like, do they go undiagnosed as long as women usually do or? Yeah. I'm definitely 100%. Yeah. You know, it's just the whole pelvic pain world it's is like same. undiagnosed. Exactly. You know? um, I find that sometimes the gastroenterologists are more oh, that's apt interesting. to diagnose it. Men. Yeah, uh-huh. men. Um, because they do more muscle testing sometimes if uh-huh. someone's constipated or they'll check muscle tone. Right. Um, in, the, in the rectum or the anus. Um, but... Uh, urologists, I find there are urologists that definitely diagnose pelvic floor dysfunction mm-hmm. and there are urologists that aren't. It's the same thing with gynecologists, right. right? So it's just it's getting the patient to the right physician to f- thoroughly check them mm-hmm. is key. But it's the same thing. I mean, it goes undiagnosed for ages. And symptoms of like prostitutes, is that burning and itching and like the same symptoms that women would have vaginally or like what... Well, how do those symptoms present itself? So they'll present more as it could be bladder symptoms. Oh, okay. That's what you so said. So it'll present more like a UTI. Uh-huh. Present more like a UTI. They could also have a lot of pain with urination. Oh. Um, 
and then they could have difficulty releasing a stream of urine or have urinary frequency. Uh -huh. um, and then they could also, it could translate into just pelvic pain throughout their pelvis. Mm -hmm. um, it could, it could, if there's pelvic pain or the muscles are tight, mm -hmm. it could refer to like, they could have tip of the penis pain. Mm. It could refer to like the shafts region. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's, it, it kind of can present many, many different ways. But a lot of times they'll go to the urologist because they'll feel it, it urinary wise. Interesting. Yeah. And so how do you treat this? So we're treating it the same way as we're treating chronic pelvic pain, right? right? So um, if someone's showing up with some bladder habits that are mm -hmm. poor bladder habits, we're going to do bladder retraining with them and right. do all ha habitual retraining. But then we're also doing internal and external work on them like we do with women. Mm -hmm. um, and the internal internal work is we're doing it through the anus mm -hmm. and it's all rectally instead of, you know, with a female you could do vaginally and mm -hmm. rectal work. So we're just doing rectal work on the men and, and the the pelvic floor muscles are the same muscles as right. they are in men, except you could feel the prostate. Right. Um, and then what we do is, which is really important in men, is assessing from the base of the penis all the way down to the anus, mm -hmm. the external region, mm -hmm. we're assessing all the muscles there. So those muscles are your bulbospongiosis and ischiocavernosis. These muscles are the same in females, but they're just in this spot in men right from the base of the penis all the way down to the to the anus and that must those muscles are contribute to pain with peeing they could also contribute to pain with ejaculation or a painful erection because those muscles are what contract and hold blood in the penis during erection and then they contract and cause ejaculation and they also contract to help you urinate Mm. So we have to make sure all those external muscles are cleared too as well. And a lot of times we'll have men come in and they're like, oh, I've already been to a pelvic floor therapist. Oh, they didn't assess me in this area at all. No one even touched me in this area. And it's like, oh my God, so well, this what is a whole, whole part of your pelvic floor that hasn't been assessed. So we have to make sure that we look at it. That's really crazy. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. And then we'll do like, we'll teach the patient to do like self-massage in that area. Right. And... and Similar to yeah, like similar. as you would treat women. Similar. Yeah. And then what are other treatments that are also used for pelvic pain besides for physical therapy? Like similar medications that women would t women would take. Sim same yeah. medications. Uh -huh. um, yeah, they're doing the whole realm of treatment. Injections are the same. Mm -hmm. um, you don't see as much Botox. Yeah. For men with yeah. the pelvic floor, but they definitely get it. And they do like nerve blocks as yeah. well, right? The or only no. thing that you'll see a little different is sometimes for a prostatitis, mm -hmm. if they have any of the three prostatitises, sometimes they'll do um, uh, antibiotic injections in the prostate. Uh -huh. um, I've seen happen uh, before. You'll see a lot more antibiotics when you see prostatitis. Um, and then the surgeries are a little different because if they have um, something called BPH, which is benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is growth of the prostate, um, or if they have prostate cancer, you could have prostatectomy where they remove the prostate. So mm. that's like a little different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's generally very similar. Uh-huh. And then how long does it take for the symptoms to resolve once they're kind of starting their course of treatment, whether it's a combination of PT or... Yeah, I mean, it totally depends, right? Yeah. This is like the age-old question yeah. that everyone asks. It depends on how long they've had the issue for. Yeah. If they've had the issue for six weeks of pelvic pain, it came on all of a sudden after a bad lift or some mm -hmm. 
something, you know, after having sex or something, mm-hmm. okay, then we could probably get rid of it pretty quickly. Quickly. Um, but if it's something that's been going on for a year or two years, a patient's been going to a million doctors, no one's been able to diagnose it, like a typical pelvic mm-hmm. floor thing, then it takes a lot longer. Right. So, and then, you know, it really depends on the patient. Like, you have to be motivated, highly motivated. You have to do everything that we're giving you at home. Yeah. If you need to sit on a wedge, you have to be sitting on the wedge cushion. Yeah. You need to be doing a self-massage on those external muscles, you need to be doing it. You need to be doing your trigger point wand. Things like that. You have to be diligent. You have to be diligent. So in relation to pelvic pain, is there a difference, or do you see a difference when you're treating men who are having vaginal sex as opposed to anal sex? Does, do like the symptoms present itself differently, or does one you know, cause pelvic pain more than the other? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So we see a variety of patients, Mm -hmm. right? So you're seeing patients that have vaginal sex, you're seeing patients that have anal sex. It really depends on the patient. Mm -hmm. So there, if someone has a painful erection, they're going to have, they're going to have painful sex vaginally or anally, right? Right. Like they're going to have, it doesn't matter. Right. So we do see sometimes if there is the receiving partner of anal sex, Mm -hmm. sometimes if they already have issues of tightness or pelvic pain, having anal sex, having a penis inserted rectally into them is, could be- Make it worse. Trigger it. Yes. So that you'll see more. Someone that just has painful erections, painful ejaculation, no matter what type of sex they're having, mm-hmm. it could be, they could be using a, um, what's it called? A sleeve and have pain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the sleeves that you no. can put over a penis. It's, it's like a masturbation, oh. um, like assistant, but, um, <laughs> any, anything that, uh-huh. you know, they're having vaginal sex or anal sex doesn't matter. Right. Someone that's receiving anal sex could definitely, definitely have a lot more symptoms mm-hmm. if they're already experiencing pelvic pain or if they have, like, constipation yeah. or if they have a hemorrhoid yeah. or if they have, you know, uh, a, a painful painful bowel movements. Right. They're going to have painful So many sex. different things. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that you can treat in pelvic floor PT. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. If it's muscle-related or nerve-related, 100%. Mm-hmm. So. And, again, like, similarly to women, I feel like pelvic floor PT is one of the most helpful treatments yeah for male pelvic pain oh uh, oh my god yes like any guy who's yes. diagnosed with pelvic pain should see a pelvic yes. floor physical therapist yeah and if you see a pelvic floor physical therapist in conjunction to urologist or your physiatrist mm-hmm. or your internist or the combination of everyone along with acupuncture or right. whatever else you want to do massage um it makes a huge difference right. in the whole realm of care of ad and it also like it helps with getting to know Okay, if I feel pelvic pain grossly in my pelvis, once they come to PT a couple of sessions too, we can kind of like slowly isolate where exactly is Mm -hmm. it coming from? What's the driver of the pain? If no one else is figuring it out. So it's a great addition. And I feel like there must be a lot of shame surrounding male pelvic pain just because who wants to talk about it? But it's not something that you hear. At least, I mean, I I don't hear men talking about it a lot. I would imagine that they don't talk about it a lot, similarly to, to female pelvic pain. But um, if men are kind of hesitant to go to PT or are afraid or don't know what to expect, 
what would be some sort of advice that you can give in order for them to, I guess, become more comfortable with the idea of it so that they can start to to yeah. see a PT and get better because yeah. that would be something that would really help them, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a great point. Like, like to like overcome women don't that even shame. Talk about it. Can yeah. you imagine men, men right. are not talking about it either. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that they need to know that they're not the only one. So yeah. I always feel like there's a sigh of relief on the male patient. I'm like, yes, we see this all the time. Right. This is not something we don't see. Your symptoms make sense. Yeah. What you're telling me makes sense of why you would have this pain. And I think that if maybe if physicians, if they're, when they're seeing the physicians, the physicians can relay the mm-hmm. same information. Like This they, is normal. Yeah, this is this is normal. Like for someone that's having pelvic pain, you're going to see this, this, and this, and this is what you're telling me. And I think once you tell the patient that, they can really, they really like, oh, you know, there are other people that have this. Yeah. I'm not the first person you've seen that right. has this. And that's the biggest thing. And I think some women feel like Same very thing. similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Same thing. Um, also, too, with men, I don't push it. Like, mm-hmm. if they don't want to be checked internally or they don't want to be, you know, checked in certain spots because mm-hmm. they're uncomfortable. I mean, same thing with women. Right. You know, I'm not going to force it. Like, right. they have to be comfortable with it. And then I just educate, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we could do, uh, you could do, treat them other ways instead of doing internal work. There's mm-hmm. a million other things. I mean, they could use their own trigger point once at home. Right. Um. So there, there's definitely, like, you know, we do what's comfortable for the mm-hmm. patient. And that's the most important. They have to feel, like, comfortable and they have to trust you. And I also feel like once they, like, I feel like getting to physical th- physical therapy for the first time is the hardest yeah. obstacle, just getting yourself in the door. But I feel like once they get themselves there, they realize it's actually not a big deal. Right. Exactly. And they're, like, more comfortable. Exactly. It's just, like, getting yourself to go there in the first place. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, like, the amount of, I mean, with the men, there's there's so many men that we've helped mm-hmm. that I just feel like it is such a necessary yeah. thing to like just try it just right. have someone just have a consult right and just see if the PT has like oh maybe it's this go check get checked for this or, yeah. you know yeah. just have it's just a different realm of thinking that they should seek out totally and once you get there and you realize like exactly what you just said you realize how much it's helping you right. you kind of would look back on it and think how could I not have done that exactly and it's exactly. also such a harmless treatment. It's like such a holistic way to treat pain. Exactly. And it's so helpful. Yeah, and it's not a medication. Exactly. You know? So it's good. Um, and then are there any other tips or pieces of advice that you have for men who might be dealing with any of these issues? Um, I would say, you know, ask questions is mm-hmm. always my thing. Like, I feel like if you're not getting the answer you want, either seek another physician or seek another PT and keep asking questions until you get an answer that you're like, okay, maybe this will lead me in, in a different direction than what, yeah. you know, you don't want to, you want to get an answer, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get some sort of answer from a doctor or PT or anyone you're talking to about like options, right? You want to have options, right? And we right. always talk about this, like you always want to have like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's try this. This doesn't work. You don't want someone saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because there's always there's always a cause. There's always a driver of these symptoms. Right. It's just a matter of time before you figure it out. So mm-hmm. I think asking questions is the biggest thing. And that's like what millennials do best. Yeah. So maybe for like the older patients. Yeah. Uh, ask more questions. Yeah. But that's the best thing, which I just said yeah. to you before. But that's the best thing about the new gynecologist 
that you have like you pushed me to see for so long and i finally went to her but she's like never out of ideas right she always has more ideas more like recommendations more treatments and more when she's suggestions out of ideas, she's gonna send you to someone else exactly so that's what you need to have yeah because um, you know your own body and you know if something's wrong right and so. and nothing like you know you should feel good like if something doesn't feel good there's right. something usually that can be done to make it better right. so it's just a matter of figuring out what that is exactly um is there any interesting stories or experiences that you've had while you've treated men who have pelvic pain because um, you've been doing this for a really long yeah. time i'm trying to think how long have you been treating men with pelvic pain for oh my god like eight years yeah that's yeah, crazy at least yeah <laughs> so interesting stories i mean i have so many right mm -hmm. but i think uh for I'm trying to think like i just have like a recent or like something you've learned or I don't know anything really yeah I mean I've definitely learned that you know if someone's coming in with pelvic pain mm -hmm. and they don't know what caused it we're always checking we're sending them out to get their hips checked their right. backs checked and seeing if they have a hernia mm -hmm. number one and, you know and that's what as you know a patient that's what they should expect yeah um, but I think you know we see I see so many different issues uh with men and i think that it could be really devastating for men and women right yeah i i feel like a, a patient should be seeking out some sort of psych treatment as well to yeah, help with dealing with symptoms of pain and mm -hmm. you know everyone needs help with that it's really yeah. hard to have pain all the time um and i think that you could see a drastic difference in a patient when they come in right away versus after their six to eight visit mm -hmm. when they're feeling better they're a different person it's unbelievable like, like someone mentally. Come, yeah someone comes in one way they present to you and you're like okay like i you know i understand this patient and they six to eight visits later and i know it's, it's a totally different person so crazy yeah so i mean it's amazing what you could do to help someone yeah um and like i said if patients don't do what you tell them to do like home homework wise and everything it's going to take way longer to get better mm-hmm and that's a big thing. A lot of men who come into you, yeah. do you notice that they're really like embarrassed to be there and ashamed to be there? Oh, 100%. I mean, men have cried, you know, when that's they come sad. in. Yeah. And it's it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes sense and 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 it's just like women. I mean, it's it's really yeah. so similar and I think that you shouldn't be ashamed. It's another outlet. Yeah. to go seek out to get your symptoms yeah. heard. And um yeah, I mean, I've definitely had, it's funny, like, I'll have patients, and this is with women too, like, they'll come in in a relationship, um, and then by the end of our treatment, you know, where they're feeling better, and they're like, oh my God, maybe, like, my relationship wasn't good, and mm -hmm. that also contributed to all right. this, and like, you see, like, so many differences, changes in their lives, and it's, it's very interesting. It's good. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Even my friend, this is so funny, my friend who has she, I she reached out to me through the podcast and she has pelvic pain amongst several other issues but she started seeing you and Kara oh, yeah, at yeah, five yeah. point and she she's doing me, amazing she texted me the other day and she said that her boyfriend yeah every time she goes to PT her boyfriend's like oh this is great like and she yeah. he's so supportive because yeah. like he sees how much of a difference it's been making yeah. like she in their relationship amazing. she did and, like, amazing yeah everything like their sex yeah. life her happiness yeah. like just every aspect of their relationship she says like he's he bigger like, fans of you, you guys than yeah. than she is of you guys I, know, I was like you should bring him in <laughs> no but um 
she that was interesting because actually she had a hard time even understanding that she was feeling better because she had so many other issues, issues. going on uh-huh. autoimmune wise right so she always didn't feel great right but she finally realized that she was much better after her boyfriend was like yeah oh my god don't you realize like you don't have pain with sex anymore you're not like yeah you're not complaining about this when i see you you're not say like and she was like oh my god you're right i am better like uh-huh. <laughs> so it was, it was unbelievable so crazy yeah and i feel like it, it's similar to men like if yeah. men are having issues oh, in their same. relationships, their girlfriends or wives or whatever would be so supportive yep. of them oh, 100%. getting this and type uh, of yeah, help. You can have the you know, you have the girlfriends or the wives come in to right. the patient if they want. Right. And you educate them. Yeah. You know, it's it's important that everyone's involved. So yeah, I mean I've treated so I mean I've treated couples. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. many and Kara too. Yeah. And you really it makes a huge difference. So interesting. Yeah. And it's good if stuff. any if any male men want to reach out to you and like have any questions for you yeah how should they contact you um they can contact me through email my uh-huh. email is erica e-r-i-c-a dot a-z-z-a-r-e-t-t-o at gmail.com erica dot azaretto uh-huh. um also on instagram um so um pelvis to the people is my tag and, and I'll link both of yeah, those. Yeah, link both. Yeah. Um, and then you could also uh, contact me at work. My work email is erica at five point p-o-i-n-t p-t dot com. Cool. Any and, of those. Yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah, if anyone has any questions, any guys listening, yeah. just always, like, message Erica yeah, or email her. Me. She's yeah. so helpful. Yeah, and I'm, I'm free right now. I'm on maternity leave, yeah. so I have a lot of time to answer. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. So message her, and then next week, we're going to do an episode with the guy who does have pelvic pain. So, which will be great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for giving us all the information we need before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little a basis. No, but it's good. He comes it's on. helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.